Welcome everyone to another episode of King Truth Podcast. This is your host, King Truth, and I have a special guest with me today, the host of the Queen's Table, Miss Marissa J. Hey, 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 everybody burn. <laughs> <laughs> so on today's episode, we're going to talk about to impeach or not impeach. That is the question. And I think the question's already been answered, but um <laughs> our representatives are slow footing around. So what is your thoughts on impeachment? Um well I definitely want to see him out of the White House, but not not so much Joe Biden in the White House. Like it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That guy or did I say Joe Biden? You did. Lord, sorry, I'm <laughs> trying I'm doing like a million one things right now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, uh Mike Pence is a terrified person. He is very, very terrifying. Um, some of his policies, some of the things that he has been pretty vocal on before becoming vice president. Uh, it, it doesn't sit too well with me. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's just, it's, it's a question of how would you like to die? Slow and painfully or painfully and slow? <laughs> well, I, I get what you're saying there. We're going to get to Mike Pence, but on Trump alone, let's, let's imagine there's another vice president. Do you think okay. Donald Trump should be impeached? I mean, yeah. I mean, because, okay, no one can really define an, an impeachable offense. It has to be determined. But, I mean, come on. Look at everything. I don't, mm, no, yeah, he's got to go. Well, okay. <laughs> he's got to go. So I'm going to say what the Article 2 of the Constitution says, and then we'll go from there. So okay. it says that the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, a little history on that. Eight presidents had faced impeachment. Six of them were threatened with impeachment, but only two were actually impeached by the House of Representatives, which was Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Richard Nixon was never impeached. He just resigned before the impeachment right. stuff happened. Right. So it says treason, bribery, and um other high crimes, right? Right. So let's look at these. I wrote I wrote them down. I did. I, I wrote everything down. So when it comes that to that must be a long list. It is. There's there's it's a list of ten that's online, but I kind of broke it down to five that I think are okay. really that really addresses Article Two. So the first one is treason, and that one is defending Russia in the investigation of them colluding uh, in our. Uh, interfering in our election, as well as the Trump Tower meeting, right? And that's that's an impeachable offense because you're 
working with knowingly or unknowingly with a foreign power to right. pretty much get your way into the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, bribery, um, that is the hush money payments that he paid to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, which are the two women that he had affairs with. And there's, mm-hmm. and Michael Cohen testified that there's more payments out there. And he brought checks to show that Trump paid these people off. And then when it comes, right. and then when it comes to other high crimes and misdemeanors, obstructing justice by firing uh, Jim Comey and by constantly, mm-hmm. constantly trying to interfere in the investigation and right. violating the emolument uh, clause, which a lot of people don't know about. And that is, so when he got elected, right? The mm-hmm. first thing in the emoluments clause that he violated is the domestic side. And that is, um, how he, how he, uh, every time he goes to Mar- uh, Mar-a-Lago, he's mm-hmm. using our money right. to put back into his business. Right. Also, yeah. he, um, also used the money to, uh, internationally. So, okay. but like, how does that tie in with the mall? Okay. So with the emoluments clause, it prohibits a, with the foreign emoluments clause, it prohibits the president from accepting personal benefits from any foreign government or official. So okay. when he took office, everybody, okay. Obama had a, he had a law, he practiced law, right? Right. And when he came into office, he had to shut down his law practice, him and Michelle Obama. So that way it wouldn't show a conflict in them trying to make money off of being president and first lady. Donald Trump didn't do that. He still has ownership interest in his family business. Mm -hmm. So every time. Every time a foreign official stays at a Trump hotel or a foreign government approves a new Trump organization project or grants trademarks, Trump is is in violation of the Constitution. Shortly after, yeah, shortly after he was sworn in, the Chinese government gave uh, uh, preliminary approval to 38 trademarks of Trump's name. And then in June, China approved nine Donald Trump trademarks that they had previously rejected. So he's making money while he's in the White House. Wow. And then the last one for high crimes and misdemeanors is violating equal protection under the law. And how I came about with that one is his response to Charlottesville. Um, his response to anything that happened, like, remember during the campaign when he told the police that they should rough up people that they have under arrest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That goes on because that's protecting the people, but he's actually advocating for the police to hurt people who are under arrest. Right. And he has constantly on his Twitter account, these are his words, gone after Muslims, 
going after Hispanics, going after black people, gone after Jews. So after women. Yep. So he's violating equal protection um under the law. So those are my treason, bribery, and other high crimes. What do you think? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's almost as though I don't think that he ever really intended on winning. I think it was it was to to just kind of you know like hey I ran for president you know just kind of boost his brand and things did not turn out the way that they had expected it to. And now they all just have, you know, him and his administration have big heads about it and and they want to take it over. Uh, Bill Maher has been saying this for a really, really, really long time. Um, He's been saying this since, like, for the last two years that uh, he's not going to leave. If someone else is elected, in 2020, he is not going to leave at well, all. Well, Michael Cohen said the same thing in his testimony to Congress. He said he fears that if Donald Trump gets beat in 2020, there will not be a peaceful transition of power. He will try to hold right. on to power because what protects him from going to jail? Being in to that be White President. House. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we- Pelosi sitting around here going, oh, well, I think it has to be a bipartisan thing. It's definitely bipartisan. Just get him out. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right. And definitely see, my, bipartisan. my thing is like, okay, if I'm a Republican, right, and mm-hmm. I may be with him right now, let's say I'm going along with the flow, right? You can't deny what Robert Mueller is going to release in his report. You can't deny it. If his report comes out and shows with evidence, like concrete evidence, paper documents, you can't forward paper documents. That's just like with Michael Cohen providing those checks that was paid to him for paying off, you know, Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. If, if evidence is brought about, in the Mueller report, there's no way a Republican can deny that because now you're admitting, yes, our president committed a crime, but my election is more important than that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he's just insane. <laughs> he's insane. He's an he's an he's an absolute madman. Now, is there? Do you know if there's any instance in where in which we could get both him and Pence out? Well, the only way to get Pence out, he would he would have to have committed or gone along with. Okay, so if the House of Representatives file a bill for impeachment, right? They have to lay out the charges. If they want to get rid of Pence, they have to show that it was a conspiracy with Pence and Trump to work with the Russians or, you know, 
all this other stuff as far as like paying off Karen McDougal and Stormy Daniels or, right. you know, they have to show because that's how you get somebody else because a conspiracy means two or more people have conspired to commit a crime. If they can prove right. that Mike Pence was also in on it, then that could be a way to get him impeached. Well, I I don't think that he was. I I I think I I think that he know, knew that something was going on, but I think he's smart enough to stay far far away from it. Right. You know, I don't think that that anyone would be able to catch him in anything. I mean, Trump stayed pretty far away from a lot of the things that he could have you know, joined in on. But, I mean, of course, he's guilty of a lot more. But, um, you know, I, I just, I really don't think that, that Mike Pence was close enough to anything to implicate him in any of these crimes. So, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, <laughs> Well, the thing, the thing with Mike Pence, like, let's say they decide, like, let's say the Mueller report comes out here in, like, two weeks. And then everybody uh -huh. sees it and they're like, oh, he got to go. Well, Pence would still have to go through an election. He would have to run for president to be president in 2020. See yeah. what I'm yeah. So even if we impeach Trump, let's say the impeachment process starts in June, right? It's got to mm -hmm. pass the House of Representatives, which it will, and it'll go to the Senate. And then they'll have a trial in the Senate. And like with Bill Clinton, that one took, I think, three months, three or four months. So if it starts okay. in June, it passes the House of Representatives, goes to the Senate, then you're looking at a pretty long trial, which is going to yeah. run into election season. Um, mm. Now, I understand what Nancy Pelosi is saying about not impeaching him because she doesn't want to empower his election status because right now he's losing in the battleground states that he's in it don't matter who he's running against he's losing huh. if they go with the impeachment he can come out and say look they're coming after me you have to help me blah 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 now his poll numbers can go up because his poll numbers have never reached over 50 and no yeah. president who has had uh, an approval rating under fifty percent heading into reelection has never re has never been reelected. Uh, because you got to look, you have the the Democrats and the progressives. Like we're empowered uh, on the yeah. Democratic side, and I think numbers are going to soar out of this world. When the 2020 election comes. Yeah. So he's either going to get impeached or he's going to get voted out. And if he gets voted out and he don't want to leave, that's going to be interesting too. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, you know, the, what is Bill Maher calling? He says it's a uh, slow moving coup to, to take over the White House. Cause I mean, like, you, and you also have to account for the things that he's, he's said in the past. Like, um, he was praising, uh, who was it? China's president 
for <laughs> like changing the policy and now he can be president for however long he wants to like no real like I'm a, and he's praising him for that i'm gonna tell you this if he tries that oh he think democrats don't like him oh republicans <laughs> gonna snap they are going yeah. to snap because yeah. that goes against it. the only president that served more than two terms was FDR. And the only reason he served more than two terms was because we were going through World War Two and they didn't want to switch presidents during that time. And the Great Depression. That's the only reason he served that long. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. He was actually yeah. elected for a fourth term before he died. Wow. Yeah. He was president from either. 1930 to 1945, I believe. And wow. he died and then Harry S. Truman took over his presidency. So when he got reelected, pretty much Harry S. Truman got four years in the White House. Yeah. Uh, and, and he didn't have to run for it. Right. So... Yeah, FDR, hmm. FDR served three terms and he was elected for a fourth. Wow. That is crazy. But it was never that a is- Constitution amendment, though, to serve two terms until after FDR. Like, the only reason hmm. presidents served two terms is because of George Washington. He didn't want to be a monarch. He could have hmm. served his entire life as president. They didn't care. Yeah. But he was like, I don't want to be a monarch, so I'm going to serve two years, uh, two terms. And that's what pretty much every president inspired to do was to serve two terms and then they'd be out. Well, because right. we were going through the Great Depression and World War II started, people felt that it would be best to keep FDR in the White House during that time so that way nothing changes. Mm. So. Right. But Trump, no, no, no. No, I don't care what yeah. we're going through. He got to go. He, he got to go. He ain't got to go home, but he got to get the heck out of there. <laughs> yeah, throw the whole president away, like, <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> and my thing is, Article 2 says that they can impeach civil officers as well. These are people that Trump um, appointed to different positions, right? Mm. There, I can count on two hands how many people that should be gone. The Homeland Security lady, she needs to go. Betsy DeVos, she needs to go. She should have yeah. been gone day one. I don't even know why they yeah. they approved that mess. How are you going to put somebody I, I, over the education department that never went to a public school? Well, look at what the education uh, across the, the nation is looking like now. As it is, that's the reason why. Exactly. So she can mess everything else up. Like, that's... That's the reason why she's there. And then she's requesting for a $7.1 billion cut to the education department. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, I did, I did, I recorded an episode on this. I haven't uploaded it yet. But the education department, this is what they're proposing. They're proposing on taking $2 billion out of the Pell Grant program. If they do that, that will pretty much cripple the Pell Grant program and nobody will be able to get Pell Grants anymore. That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two, they're um, wanting to end the public service loan forgiveness program. So for anybody that wants to be a teacher, 
or mm-hmm. a police officer or EMT or any other first responder, how they go to school for that and their loans get forgiven. No, they won't be forgiven nope. anymore and they got to pay that money back. And then they want to get rid of the subsidized student loan. The loan where you don't have to pay interest on it. You really don't have to pay on it until after you graduate. Yeah. They want to get rid of that. That's. So then you have to think about, okay, so what is, what's the end game here? What's the long run looking like if, if this continues for too long? And that's kind of a scary thought. You know, people aren't going to want to go to schools to be public servants. Right. And then what? Like, we're going to have a shortage? And and then what? Or is the military supposed to take I'm like, what's going to happen? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you look at each one of those things that I mentioned, the Pell Grant, the public service lo- uh, loan forgiveness, and the, unsubsid- uh, and the subsidized loan program, mm-hmm. who does that affect more? Lower income families. Exactly. Yeah. So now yeah. we're not going to have the help for lower income families who want to go to college. They can't afford to go. They can't pay out of pocket. And mm. you're not going to have teachers. So the school system is going to suck. It's al- It already sucks. Yeah. But like, it's going to... just I'm trying to imagine... Trying to imagine it getting worse is a very scary thought. Exactly. And then you got kids that want to go to college and be teachers because they enjoy working with kids or, you know, they want to, they want to teach. Then they can't do it because they don't. That's one reason why I chose to be a teacher is because of that public service loan forgiveness. If I can get that, I go teach. The government pays my loan off. Now, the only thing I can see, the only way I can see them ending Pell Grant, the public service loan forgiveness, and the subsidized loan is if they make college free. That's the only way. If they make college free. But this government is not going to make college free. No. No. But it's not hard. There's already... Matter of fact, I read it the other day. The first HBCU to provide free college is the University of Virgin Islands. For any student that is on the Virgin Islands, they can attend the University of Virgin Islands for free. But is it accredited here? Like, would you be able to use those degrees here? Yeah, Yeah, because the Virgin Islands is a U.S. territory. Hmm. Because I want to say that there's a handful of schools in Puerto Rico that it wouldn't transfer here. See, I don't know. I don't know about Puerto Rico. I know the Virgin Islands is considered, it is a U.S. territory. And those credits do transfer over, especially if you stay, like if you transfer from the University of Virgin Islands to another HBCU, I definitely know those credits will transfer because they're an HBCU school. Yeah. Yeah. But, you're right. You're right. I mean, they're providing free four year college to any student on the island. Wow. So, I mean, how I mean, how hard is that? 
it's it's not hard, and they know it's not hard. I mean, it's just it's not something that benefits them, and that's why they don't do it. If it's not something that directly benefits them, they're not going to do it. And you know, I kind of feel I kind of feel as though Trump's got like a hail mary in, in his back pocket. It's not going to be schools. It's definitely not going to be schools, even though it should. But it definitely isn't. I really think that if it comes down to it, to where he's really, really scared, I think the last card that he's going to play is he's going to make marijuana legal on on the federal level. He even do that. Uh, Honestly, honestly, like for real, I think that might be his Hail Mary. I really do, because I mean, if he does that, if he does that, there, so much is going to change, and there's people on both sides that that are for the legalization of marijuana. And he's come already came out and said that he's for legalizing marijuana. He's just been caught up in so many scandals and controversies that I don't think he really has time to to do anything with it. But he's come right out and said it. Now, yeah, he says a lot of things, but at the same time, like. You know, he's not, I think he's for it, and I think he would do it if it, if it came down to the, the, the final hour. I you know, think. right, right before he, they slap them cuffs on him, that's gonna be the last thing that he does, just so he could be like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold up, now my poll numbers are gonna go up. I think this is just me. The only mm. reason that he, um, uh, did the um, made that promise is because he wants he wanted the black vote. Wait, made what promise of legalizing marijuana? Oh, I didn't say I, I didn't I didn't know that he made any promises. No, no. He said that he's for it, but I've never heard him say like he's going to actually do it. Because this is why I say he will not do it when Jeff Sessions was our secretary of the Department of Justice, that guy, our Mm. attorney general, um, Mm. he actually was tougher on marijuana Mm. than past attorney generals, and Donald Trump went along with it because he gave them the order to do it. That's why I say Trump Wasn't that the same guy that was friends with the KKK members and then he found out that they smoked weed or something? (laughs) Who, Jeff Sessions? Oh, no, that's bad. (laughs) I think he is. Uh, I think he is. But this is also the guy, the same guy, (laughs) that tried to become a judge in the state of Alabama and Coretta Scott King was against that. That's why Mm. he didn't become a judge. But yet, nobody listened or read what Coretta Scott King said before they approved this guy to be attorney general. Mm. That's messed up. So, I mean, I think the whole shebang needs to go. Trump, <laughs> Ivanka, yeah. Jared Kushner. Yeah. They all got it. Stephen Miller for sure. I do not like that guy. I, I don't. mean, if they could just get rid of the entire administration, I'd be fine. I'd be okay. But then you got to look, though. 
He's just going to put his friends back in power. Friends that are going to use those positions to make money because that's what happened early in his term as president. The guy that was over, um, I can't remember what department he was over, but he was, uh, we were paying for his security. He don't even need Secret Service security. We were paying for trips to other countries for him. It wasn't business related. It was just for him to go on a vacation. Then you look at um, Ben Carson. This man bought an $80,000 table for his office. Yeah, yeah. Ben Carson's a clown. And he, he he's exactly where Trump wants them to be. He has done nothing in HUD. Nothing. Not no, anything. No, let's take that back. Let's take that back. It's not that he hasn't done anything. He's made it worse. That is true. He's, he's made cuts and and I don't I don't have any any facts in front of me, so I really don't want to get too too far into it. But he's definitely made it worse. I know that. Oh yeah. So they all need to go. Yeah. Now, if we could get have some sort of, I don't know new law in place to where something like this happens and the entire administration is corrupt. We just have to like throw everybody out and then get the last president, the last administration, everybody got a job. Like you gotta get back in there. And then we hold another early election for a a new president. That's what I think should happen. You know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping Hmm. he gets primaried. I hope somebody runs against him on the Republican side for president. Because now, if they do that, he's got to appeal not just to his base, but to the entire party. And they're like, oh, well, Trump has a 79 or 80 percent approval rating amongst the Republicans. Nobody's going to run against him. Oh, somebody's going to nut up and be like, hey, I'm going to do it because this guy has got to go. Yeah. Yeah, someone's going to do it. Someone is going to do it. And I really do. Honestly, at this point, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what Republican candidates go up against him because, like, at this point, every single Democratic candidate is a joke to me. They're jokes. They're all jokes. All of them. Every single last one of them. I just want to see how they go against an actual Republican. Well, hopefully it's an actual Republican. Hopefully it's not going to be somebody like like Charlie Sheen or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's insane. And we could literally be looking at anyone. Like, I, like we discussed the other day, this is the feeling out stage. You're not going to know anything about these candidates until the mm-hmm. debate. So, yeah. yeah, even though you may think they're jokes now, wait till debate time come and them questions come and they have to answer those questions. Like right now, they're getting a little, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, yeah. you know, this, this, and that, that it's just getting to know the candidate, um, which is like, the, like the other day, Beta O'Rourke got into the race one third of mm-hmm. iowans don't even know who he is like, mm-hmm. well, let me rephrase that 
One third of Iowans know who he is. The other two thirds do not. So again, it's a filling out stage. Like the first debate isn't until June. And even then you have to have at least 65,000 donors and you have to be polling above, I think, 3%. 3% and up can get on the debate stage. And even though there's like 15 candidates, I think there's only going to be like maybe 10 of them on the stage. Because of, of, of the ones that are polling, of course they got Joe Biden on there, but he hasn't declared. Bernie Sanders is ranked second. Elizabeth Warren is third. Kamala Harris is fourth. Uh, Amy Klobuchar is fifth. Cory Booker is sixth. Um, Kirsten Gillibrand, I believe, is seventh. And then it just goes from there. So, like, though, and even then, like, Joe Biden is polling at like 29%. Bernie Sanders is polling at 27%. Elizabeth Warren is polling at 9%. Kamala Harris is polling at 6%. Cory Booker's at 3%. Like everything after Kamala Harris is 3% and below. But the thing that... Okay, so the thing that's hurting Joe Biden is he doesn't poll well with the younger voting bloc, 18 to 45. That's Bernie Sanders. But Bernie doesn't poll well with older voters. Really? That's Joe Biden. Um, See, pretty much them two split the electorate. That's why their their poll numbers are so close. Elizabeth Warren has controversy. Kamala Harris has controversy. And that's pretty much brought up by the ADOS people. Um, because they say she's not black enough and I mean, come on, bro. She's half Jamaican. Yeah. You can't get no blacker than Jamaican. <laughs> right. You really can't. I mean, like you could be blue black and you're still about as black as Jamaican. Like that's <laughs> So Yeah. And Cory Booker's I mean, not black enough and and I don't, I don't agree with those statements. Like I don't think, I think that's really damaging to to us when we say things like so and so isn't black enough. Like that's that's really damaging. So I, I don't like that. But and and that's not even the reason why I don't like like Kamala. I'm so we've we've been over this. I don't like Kamala because I just I don't trust her and. I mean, it would be interesting to see her up on the debate stage, but she is so good at not answering questions that she'll be able to just kind of finesse her way through it. You know what I mean? Like, well, she's not going to answer. Huh? What politician actually answers questions? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Obama <laughs> answers some questions. No, Obama, Obama no, answers, no, 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 no. When he I first. Said, I didn't say all of them. I didn't say he answered all of the questions. When he first got in, in 2007, Mm. well, yeah, in 2007, when he first got in, he was pretty much, him and Kamala Harris has the same playbook just about it. 
Barack Obama would never go into specifics. He didn't go into specifics until the debates came. That's when he went into specifics. And I think Kamala Harris is doing the same thing. She's not going to lay out everything right now so you can see it. She's going to wait till she gets in the prime time because Trump's going to steal the news headlines. Everybody knows that. So if she puts out a plan like this is my plan and bam, 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 bam. And we're like, oh, man, that's awesome. Ten minutes later, it's going to be Trump just said this. And then everything she just said just went out the window. And now you don't know again where she's at. You know what I'm saying? So I think she's doing like President Trump, uh, President Obama did and is waiting until prime time to actually start putting her policies out in the public. I don't know. I just don't trust somebody that's that slick. Like, you too slick. <laughs> in order to be a politician, you gotta be slick. It's just like an attorney. Yeah. And you gotta look. She was an attorney. Barack Obama was an attorney. Attorneys yeah. are slick. They are. They're not straightforward. They're slick. Nope. If you find they a are. straightforward attorney, guaranteed he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're, you're not wrong on it. I mean, like, yeah, because Obama was slick as fuck too, but <laughs> at the same time, I think we were, <laughs> but we were all just kind of mesmerized. You know, we was, we was like deer in headlights, like, ooh, black president, yes. You know, like, we weren't really listening. And if we were really listening, we would have known, like, this it is like as fuck. <laughs> he but is very, very slick. <laughs> that he was. But, mm-hmm. for, here's the, here's the issue that Kamala Harris and Barack Obama and Cory Booker, who was running as well, what they face and what they have faced. We want them to be black. America ain't ready for black. (laughs) Yeah, no. We have to get, and you and I talked about this before, We've got to get, we've got to get at least two more black people in there before the, the, the real black president. Like, we have to get a couple of them just, just standing in, did what Barack did, and once they're good and comfortable, that's when we break out the chicken and the watermelon in the yeah. office. Cause that's why <laughs> that, look. Al Sharpton ran for president twice. Mm. Jesse Jackson ran for president. See, they black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're black, black. America like was not ready for black, black. They were ready yeah, for... Yeah, I know. Uh, like, they're Morehouse black. Like, they're, yeah. they're Howard black. Like, they're black. They were Conda black. They're Jamaican black. <laughs> yeah. See, they were... They were... <laughs> coffee straight. No cream. No yeah. sugar. Obama, Not Kamala even. Harris, and Cory Booker, they're black with cream. Yes. So it's with cream it, and sugar. Right. So it, 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 it loosens up that strength that comes in that coffee. Yeah. Yeah. See, America yeah. ain't ready for straight black coffee. <laughs> no, like, like, I'll, I'll that's, that's espresso right there. Like, <laughs> 
Nobody's ready for his first Olympics No, they're not. They're not ready for that. Like I couldn't be president. They would not vote for me. No, no, no. We have to. We got to get them comfortable. We have to make it like. Because, like, even now, a black guy in the White House is like, yeah, we did that before, but wow, it's happening again. And after the third time, it's just kind of like, okay, anybody can be president. So, yeah. like, not anybody, but, you know, well, Trump's in the White House, so I guess anybody can. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's just kind of like, okay, you know, we can see the president in a variety of colors. And then once that happens, I think that's when we'll all really and truly be free to 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 be ourselves. I'm still surprised that Barack didn't get assassinated. Just being real with you. Like Not I really lie. thought Neither huh? I, I I I was shocked. I thought they were yeah. gonna, thought they were gonna kill him on inauguration. Me too. Me too. I never would I never would have thought that he'd have seen the second term. Never in a million years. Like, he gets elected, and I'm like, it was nice having a black president for five full minutes. Like, I was already (laughs) practicing my speech and everything. (laughs) You know? I thought that was going to kill him. You know what, though? In 2012, when he ran for his Mm reelection, I was, I had my finger, I'm not going to lie. I had my fingers crossed. That Donald Trump would have gotten the nomination for the Republicans in 2012. Really? Yes. Because I wanted him on the stage with Barack Obama and him to answer for the whole birther movement. Oh, yes. Yes. He did start that mess, didn't he? Yes, mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, we, Barack Obama may come off as a well-educated black man, mm-hmm. but Barack Obama got clap back for everybody. He does. <laughs> he really does. Like, you remember yeah. in the, in the, when he was given the State of the Union and he was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, this will be my last State of the Union. There's no more elections. I'm not running <laughs> for president no more. And then the whole Republican side started clapping and then he looked at him and he said, yeah, because I want them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta miss that. Like, it's just kind of like, how do you not miss it? Even if we had a decent president right now, like, you still would miss that. Like, that, I miss Obama. See, the thing about Joe Biden that I would enjoy with him being in the White House is I want my Joe Biden memes back. That's what I want. I miss my Joe Biden memes. (laughs) Yes, me too. I went ham. I went ham. It was like three or four days straight. I posted like at least 50 different Joe and Obama memes. Like, they were life. They were just absolute life. And they were both super silly. They could laugh at themselves. Like, it was, it was, it was awesome. Like, they, uh, and I'm still waiting on um on Barry and Michelle to get on uh Netflix. Like when is that gonna happen? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Weren't they supposed to be doing some sort of reality T V thing? I don't know. That I don't know. I know if they did, all these other reality T V shows would be shut down because ain't nothing competing with with 
Barack Obama or Michelle Obama. Matter of fact, she's going to be in town, I think, this month or next month. Doing no, she's a- not. Yeah, she is. Where? In uh, Nashville? Yeah, in Nashville. She's doing her I'm little, right. um, her speech thing with the book and all that good stuff. So it's like a Q&A oh. and, and oh, like. Oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I'm going to be up in there like, no, I'm media. I need to talk to Mickey. Wait, let me through. <laughs> but them tickets, boy, them tickets ain't cheap, man. No, and you get in through as a media. Like, you have a media pass. You'll get a media pass. You get on through. You don't got to have no tickets. No, honey, I'm media. They'd be like, ma'am, just because your shirt says media doesn't mean you can come through. (laughs) You know I sure will try it. You know I sure will try it. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to this year. Cause I didn't do it during 2016. I wanted to, but they didn't. They didn't come to Nashville very much. And I think if they, if Democrats did, they probably could mm-hmm. make Tennessee more of a battleground state. I'm tired of us being a red state. Cause then I'm getting yeah. to the point to what's the point of me voting if everybody else is going to vote Republican? Right. Right. And they really could turn this state around. They really could turn this state into a blue state. Purple, if nothing else. But definitely, they could definitely turn this into a blue. They just don't give us chance. Like, nobody's nobody's tried, really, you know? Well, I know with Georgia, they're definitely going to go into Georgia now that after the election last year, and Stacey Abrams was able to do what she was able to do. They're like, oh, we may be able to flip Georgia. And mm. so they're trying to flip Georgia. They're going to try to flip Texas. Alabama's far too to far Florida. gone. Florida is still a purple state. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know which way it goes. Like, yeah, they got a Republican governor and they got two Republican senators. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Florida went for Obama twice. So, yeah, yeah, and but, Trump barely won Florida in 2016. Yeah. But he did get it. He got it, but he barely. I think he barely. won it by like three or four points or something like that. Yeah. So it wasn't I, a huge margin. So we could still like if the if the Democrats campaign like they should, we should be able to flip Georgia. We should be able to flip Florida. We should be able to flip North Carolina and South Carolina. I know those, the Carolinas are hard. They're, they're hard mm. red. Yeah. Um, we need to get Pennsylvania back. We can flip Wisconsin. We need to get Michigan back and we can flip Ohio. If we just win those, we already got California. Yeah. We can just flip them. We've already won the election. Mm. So what I would do as a candidate, I'm like, look, I know I got these states right here. These states are voting blue, right? And I would research it back 10 presidents. I would look at a pattern. If these states voted blue for 10 different presidents in 10 different elections, I'm not even going to bother with them. I'm like, look, y'all know, I know y'all rocking with me. I'm going to go to the places that these Republicans got. And if I feel my policy is going to help them, and I'm talking about poor them, not 
rich them, but poor them. If you can get poor white people on your side, you're going to win an election. That's yeah. our problem. We don't get the poor white people. Yeah. Republicans convince poor white people that the Democrats are the bad guys and they're coming to take everything you got. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. That it is. That it is. So if they if they do campaign here anywhere near Murfreesboro or Nashville, best mm-hmm. believe I'm gonna be at their campaign rallies. Same. Same. You know. And I would like to know what some of these candidates would 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 say about the Russian meddling and and because obviously everything that's happened with Trump exposes holes in our system. How are we going to patch the holes up? Because it's a problem. That's the security risk. That's a problem. Well, that was part of HR one, the bill that the House of Representatives passed that the Republicans in the Senate don't want to take up, which was. <laughs> It was to reinstate the voting rights of the 1965 Act. And if any state tries to restructure its district, it has to go through, A, the Senate. And if the Senate approves it, then it goes to an independent commission and they do the redistricting, redistrict, re, you know, redesigning the district. And instead of like a Republican governor doing it, who is going to redesign the districts in his favor in Republicans favor it would go to an independent commission when it comes to the voting they want to go back to paper ballots because they feel that our machines can get hacked so still have machines but at the same time paper ballots because you can't hack a paper ballot let me stop you right there I need to know What do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about how we vote? Are you pro paper? Are you pro machine? Are you pro something else? I am. When I go to the ballot and I look at our poll box that we vote on, right? Uh It's so old and outdated. Because you can look at it. You can tell it's old and outdated. It has yeah. like a 1979 computer screen on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel this is me. I feel that they should update the system. Better computers. And with the computer, you can hire these hackers that you keep throwing in jail. Right. Because they're the ones who's going to be able to tell you if your system is hackable. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Facebook mm-hmm. does it. Facebook has hackers working for them. That's why their address is one hacker way. Facebook has hackers. Google has hackers. Um, Instagram has hackers. They have people that can try to hack into the system for them and be like, hey, this is where you're vulnerable. This is how you fix it. And I think that the government should do that to help with the system. Now, even though you have technology, we know technology fails us. That's what happened last week with Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
So, still have your backup. I think the paper ballot, if I don't want to use the computer, I should be able to use the paper ballot. Okay. Okay. Okay, I got you. I got you. And see, here's the thing. We are living in the 21st century. This is 2019. Um, I don't understand why we're using the machines to begin with. Like, okay, to do a complete overhaul, it's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a ton of money. Not a lot of people are going to want to pay for that. I still say paper ballots, that's always, I mean, when all else fails, analog is the way to go. But, but it's still 2019 and we need to update some things. Like, already people are walking around with chips in their arms paying for their food and stuff. It's just kind of like, if we can do that, why are we still going to these voting machines? See, <laughs> another like thought that I us. had was we walk around with this device in our pocket every time. Yes. With a phone. That's what I was getting to. Instead That's of to. going to a polling place, mm-hmm. if you want to go to a polling place, that's fine. But... Mm-hmm. What if I want to vote through my phone so I right. can connect to my voting place that I would my, my place that I'm registered to vote at. Right. Mm-hmm. Make an app mm-hmm. where you got to put in your address that you use to register to vote. Bam. Right. It's going to pull up your identification. You have to agree that's you. And then there'll be like some. Some kind of because you'll have to have some kind of security so that person doesn't try to. Nobody tries to hack that person, right? Right, right. So some kind of security question or something like that. And then once you bypass that whole system, you should be able to vote from your phone anywhere that you're located. Exactly. Now, my thing is, like, if we can bank on our phones, we can vote on our phones. That is true, I can log on to, I'm not going to say, like, out loud, but, like, my, my bank has an app and I can take a picture, I can take a photograph of the front and the back of a check and that check is then deposited into my account. Why can we not vote on our phones? Like my my uh whenever I log in to my, my uh bank account app on my phone, I have to unlock it, I have to use my fingerprint on the back of my phone. That's how I unlock my phone. A lot lots of phones these days has that that uh, feature enabled. True. Your 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 fingerprint. Unlock it with your fingerprint. Go vote. Like, yeah. and then and then even you can even make it uh, to where the the app will self destruct after you vote. Like, <laughs> that way there's no way of doing it again. And then there's a time limit. You can't. You have to wait for years before you can download it again. You know, <laughs> right? Something, anything, but. This just isn't, I mean, this is stupid. Like, I don't understand why we can't do it that way. Because with that system, you would be able to check and see, am I registered to vote? If not, you'd be able to register through the system. If, you know, because just like that one lady that got, um, she got five years in jail for illegally voting. She went to the poll, she went to the polls didn't know that she was ineligible to vote and she voted. Mm. She didn't know. 
and they gave her five years. So having that app would also allow people to check their registration status. Yeah. So that is important. And with that app, the way I would set that app up is if you're not registered, right? It will blow your phone up telling you to register to vote, 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 register to vote. Yeah. And it will ensure that you register. And if you don't register to vote, I had to come up with some kind of penalty. Right. Like, really and truly, I don't think like, I don't think like a, like a tax penalty would be suitable, but okay, so if you don't register to vote, then, um, your phone shuts down for two months. <laughs> right. And you're put on this list where you can't get not a single, you can't even get a track phone. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say a tax penalty, but I would say a tax credit. If you register to vote, you can get like, let's say a $500 credit on your taxes. You know how many people would register to vote? But it's just not going to be the registration. You will actually have to use your vote. But it only, it only can be used during election periods. So you had the election of 2018 because we have elections every two years. So you had the election of 2018. You got the election of 2020. Then you got 2022. So every time you vote and you're registered to vote, you get a $500 credit. On your tax returns. That would be lovely. I think I like that that a lot more than a penalty. Exactly. Oh yeah, you could catch a lot more flies with honey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's good. I'm working on your campaign. <laughs> You're going you're gonna to be driving down the road one day. You're going to see a billboard. <laughs> you're going to be like, Marissa, what is wrong with you? I mean, I technically could run for president. Well, no, I can't. I'm, I'm a year younger than the time that you're allowed because you can't run for president until you're 35. Um, 35? I thought it was 45. 35. Matter of fact, there's huh. a guy that's running for president right now who's 35. He's the youngest candidate ever for president. Oh. And if he's elected, he will be our first gay president. Oh. Yes. Oh, fabulous. Okay. I couldn't tell you what his okay. name I can't pronounce his last name for nothing. I couldn't tell you what he is. <laughs> who he is. But I think he comes from Illinois. He's the governor of Illinois. I think. Really? Or Indiana. One of the two. But yeah, he's a young guy. Huh. That. That would be interesting. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to do some research probably tomorrow, but I'm definitely going to do some research because that sounds interesting. So. I need to know more about this, fella. Yeah. And then like, if I wanted to run for president at 35, I already have my policy plans 
already printed out. You know, my policy plans for. Cause don't nobody know me, and I ain't got the money for it. You gotta have a machine behind you. Okay, uh, uh, stop. Let me stop you right there. Okay, so number one, no, don't nobody know you who you are right now. That is true. We've got plenty of time to get your name out there, so that is not an excuse. So scratch that one. And what was the next thing you said? No money. No money. These candidates that start the these candidates that start their campaigns like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders announced his campaign and he already has money in his campaign. Kamala Harris, I think she like the day she announced she had already raised like $2 million. Bernie Sanders already raised. I mean, the the minute Bernie Sanders walked on stage and said, I'm running for president, bam, a million dollars is in his account. At the same time, though, fundraisers, we can build your brand in the next four years, five years. Come on, man. No, no. Next cycle, you run it for president. Yes, that's what we're about to do. You know what? That's what we're about to do. I thought about what? it. I said I would rather be in the Senate or in the House of Representatives than be president. No, because you can here's why. It. Here's okay. why. Senate. <laughs> The in con- Congress holds more power in this country than the president. All the president can do is veto bills, and he's considered commander in chief. He can't pass legislation. But if you're in the House of Representatives or you're in the Senate, you can get legislation passed. I would rather With have the my help hand. Of others. So what? With the help of others, you would have to swing everybody else that's there, right? You would, but it would be easier, like, okay, let's say if I was in the House of Representatives right now, and Mm. I wanted to pass a, I know a reparations bill would be difficult to pass, but let's say I wanted to pass a reparations bill. Mm. First, I would, uh, of course, I'm going to be a sponsor. I would find some other people who agree with me, which would be the entire black caucus in mm-hmm. Congress. So they would be co-sponsors with me and all out. And my bill would go to a committee first. And if it goes to the committee that I'm sitting in, now I can argue my bill. This is why this needs to happen. You're thinking of reparations as a blank check. I'm looking at reparations as a program and the same programs that you gave white people after slavery such as the Homestead Act that gave away thousands of federal land to white people to move west. But that same plan wasn't given to black people to move west. The FHA bill that was passed during the New Deal or the GI bill that was passed in the New Deal, they were not meant for African-Americans. They were meant for white people. White people were able to get subprime loans to buy houses that black people weren't able to get until 1968, 1969. So I would be like, look, this isn't about a blank check. This is giving us those opportunities. So I want the same laws that they had implemented today, but strictly for black people. And then I would argue that. 
And then if it yeah. passes committee, then it will go to the floor. And I can make my argument there on the floor. And you know these arguments are televised, right? Right. So I'd be like, look, check me out on C-SPAN. I'm going to be making my <laughs> argument for reparations. Boom. Make my argument. And then let's say it passes the House, which is the chamber that I'm in. It goes to the Senate. Now, mind you, I got the Black Caucus in the Senate, which there's not very many black people in the Senate, but have that same argument over on the Senate side. The only person who can stop my bill would be the president if it got passed. That's it. So as a legislator, I have more power than the president because I make the laws of this country. All you can do is veto what I'm what I'm bringing to the table. Hmm. Well, let's never go and get you there then. <laughs> <laughs> and see, after I start putting my name on legislation and start pushing legislation, then I can consider, hey, I may want to run for president now, and then I run for president. Just like that. Boom. So. <laughs> all right. Go. Well, I think we're going to end it here. We went way past our time limit. But it's all good because <laughs> this is a good conversation. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yep, that'll do it for us today on this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the King Truth Podcast. Rate it and review it. And also subscribe to the King, the, the Queen's Table with Marissa J. Subscribe to that podcast, rate it and review it as well. Anything oh, yeah. else you would like to say, Miss Marissa J? Um, no, I'm tapped out. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that will do it, guys. Uh, I will talk to y'all next time. Y'all have a good one. Peace.